Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married 19 years and have seen the fruit in raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from the faith by age 18, and it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in a fallen world. Welcome back to the podcast, and if this is your first time, we are so glad you're here. Yeah, today we have something special. As you can see, we have a couple empty seats here. A new setup for our first guests in our studio. That's right. And so if you're watching on YouTube, then you'll get to see some extra special things. We have some props some props for this today. video. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to interview in the last part of this episode two of our teenagers, Austin mm-hmm. and Megan. So we're super excited about that. Yeah, we're gonna be talking about a really cool topic. So if any of you guys were following us on Instagram recently, you would have noticed that we, um, I put on a biblical womanhood ceremony for our daughter, Megan. Yeah, and went really well. Wow, it just was so much fun. But the interesting thing is that in the two days that those Insta stories were going, yeah. I had over 100 messages from moms easily, just on my account, asking questions about how to do this, when to do it. So we're gonna share about the biblical manhood ceremony and the biblical womanhood ceremony. Yeah, and I did one two years ago for Austin and mm-hmm. it was incredible. So we'll talk about that when he was 14 years old, he's now 16, but yeah. uh, transformational experiences, important benchmarks in their lives. And even if you're listening in and you're pregnant with your first or mm-hmm. you've got toddlers or uh, you're a few years from having teenagers or if you already have teenagers, even if you feel like it might be a little too late, it's never too late if you're already having teenagers. Listen to this. This will be relevant to everybody listening. Mm-hmm. There is no like requirement of age to do this. So if yeah. you have a 15 or 16 year old and you're like, oh man, I wish I would have done that. You can still do it. I had a there's vision no, for this when, no age, when yeah. Austin, our oldest son, was just uh, you know four or five or something like that. Yeah, he was really little, and mm. you had to wait almost a decade, or at least a decade, to be able to do it. Yeah. But it was so powerful for you oh, as incredible. a dad to help you give get vision for how you wanted to be raising him all those years, so that when you were able to do this, you were speaking stuff into him that you had already been training him up in. Yeah, it's part of having vision, which is setting benchmarks for your kids and where mm-hmm. you want them to be by certain ages. And if you know you're going to have a ceremony, then you have something you're building towards with a vision for the character mm-hmm. qualities you're hoping your kids have. That's right. So you guys, if you have little kids, this is just yeah, this is so a, important. This is going to be a fun podcast. I'm really excited to be able that we're going to actually share with you guys um, declarations of biblical womanhood and declaration of biblical manhood that we created for our kids. Um, And And we'll show you how to get it a copy of it. So yeah. And so um, we just I know that this will be maybe an inspirational podcast for parents. Maybe. A little more lighthearted. We'll dive in in a second. But I first want to just say thank you for anybody that's given us a five star 
uh, yeah. uh, review or written review, amazing. Those written reviews really, I believe, help the al algorithms on iTunes yeah. get us in what's hot and on top lists and so forth. And that's not for our ego. Um, but what it does is it gets exposure to new listeners. So if you could do that, if you feel called to do that, if you've already done that, yeah. thank you. It means a lot. It's one way that you can be joining in the movement with us in empowering, inspiring, and yeah. equipping parents to be courageous parents yep. in this uncertain world as they're raising kids to be courageous Christian kids. And, and I'll say we're full-time ministry and yep. full-time raising our kids and now uh, church planted a few weeks ago and that's going yep. amazing. Yep. Uh, so life is full, uh, but we really count on people, you know, uh, helping out with, uh, you know, buying things and sharing, even if you don't buy things and mm -hmm. uh, really getting the word out so we can impact 1 million families and their legacies. But let's dive in. So when did you know you were a man or a woman what was your life like and what were the events that took place mm -hmm. that made you a woman or made you a man so society has some interesting things to say about this right yeah and you might think back i know for me it's like well i moved out i paid my bills and had a car right well are those really some things that make you a man well, and can I just say, I hope that there aren't too many little ears listening, but <laughs> here, I, I think that society would even go as far as to say that there are some more scandalous um, actions that would that, that society or the culture deems as appropriate for defining when someone becomes a man or when someone becomes a woman. I'll put it that way. Yeah. And, and that is really sad to me. It is. Because that's that's not... What makes you a man or a woman, right? No. I mean, how many times have we talked about how we are raising adults? Yeah. We, when we launch our kids, we don't want them to be failure to launch. Yeah. We don't want the boys to be like boys and man bodies and girls and women's bodies. We want them to be young men and young women who love the Lord. And unfortunately, the age 18 actually is so many years compared to in the old days. In the oh, old yeah. days, oh, yeah. guys were captains of ships at age 14. And we're talking a long time ago, but uh, you read in the Bible, mm -hmm. King Hezekiah I was just reading about. He was 25 when he was king of a whole country. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's and there a, have been even younger kings. <laughs> yeah. And so I think we need to call out womanhood and call out manhood mm -hmm. as early as appropriate. Yeah. You're the judge of that. But I don't think age like Oh, 18, now you're a man. 21, now you're a man because you can drink. Right. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. Or voting is like, oh, oh, I'm 18, I can vote. So now I'm a man or I'm a woman. Well, you know, one of the things that we've talked to our kids about that maybe will be helpful for anyone who has teenagers right now. And if you have little kids, just tuck this advice away as free advice for later. One of the tuck. things that we tell our kids is, hey, we want to treat you like someone that's an adult. Yeah. We want to treat you like a young adult. Yeah. So that means that you actually have to act like one. Yeah. If you're going to act like a child, then I have to treat you like a child. If mm -hmm. you're going to act like an adult, then I can treat you like an adult. Yeah. That goes for privileges, responsibilities, respect, yeah. um, all of that kind of stuff. So and true. so anyway, just tuck that one away. But it is so important to call out the man in your sons. And to call out the woman and your daughters. Yeah. It is so important to do that and to do it in grand fashion. What's lacking is ceremony today. We'll get to that in a little bit later, mm -hmm. but you've got to pay attention to this because to do a 
manhood ceremony or a womanhood ceremony, you need worthy people to sit around a table to speak into your son or daughter's life. Yeah, now this is interesting. So one of the things that we want to encourage you in is that what we've done is just one way of doing ceremony. We're going to share how we've done it over the years with our kids. Um, But I want to encourage you to dream. Think about your child. Study them. Mm -hmm. What would really speak volumes to their heart? What would be a signature experience? We've talked about signature experiences many times in the podcast and a lot in the parenting program. Mm -hmm. And signature experiences are those things that your kids, when they grow up, they're going to look back on for years to come. They may even share those anchors of Mm -hmm. their faith and acknowledging and calling out the God, the faithfulness in them, the righteousness in them, the Godliness. who they're destined yes. to be, their identity in Christ, mm-hmm. calling that out on them. Calling out their spiritual gifts. All of those things are so crucial. And we get to do that as parents. Amen. And that's exciting. That should get you excited to be like, wow, I need to study my kids so that I can call out when I see them being discerning yeah. and say, hey, that that is spiritual discernment right there. I'm really proud of you. Or that was you were being gentle and patient with your brother. So right yeah. now, while even if you have young kids, who are around you that be worthy of that table, that know your kids, that you trust will be in their lives for a long, long, long time. Mm-hmm. You plan on staying in close relationship with them. You trust them biblically and you, you trust them to speak into your kids' lives even when you're not around. Those people you want at your table. Mm-hmm. How many of those do you have right now? And unfortunately, I know you're probably thinking I have maybe one, maybe two. Yeah. And I just want to encourage you guys um, that we actually, even with our oldest daughter, sadly, we didn't have enough of those people in our lives at that time. At that time, we, we had did moved, have. They were in transition. Exactly. We. It's not that we didn't have close friends. We had some very dear close friends, but some of them were missionaries overseas. And mm-hmm. so as far as like coming to a ceremony, that wasn't logistically going to work out. Right. Yeah. Um, and then we had just moved. So we were rebuilding community. And I know that many of you go through those seasons in your life where maybe you're moving frequently because your husband's in the military, or maybe you have just moved. I would just, I would just encourage you to be in prayer and be asking God to bring those people that you want to influence your kids as they get older, because it's really powerful to have other people speaking the same truths into your teens' lives that you're speaking into their so lives. So pray for those people if you want more and put yourself in situations. And when you yeah. have a vision for something, it's amazing what starts to happen yeah. when you pray and you have a vision in alignment yeah. with that. God will act. Okay, so the so, first thing is we are raising adults. So we need to create a benchmark for with a time and place for mm-hmm. having a ceremony. So you might be thinking of your sons and daughters right now, and you could think, well, uh, when they're somewhere between 14 and 16, I'm going to do this. So how many or years is that? Or even 13. I mean, maybe you have could be. a really mature 13-year-old. So it's based and, on their maturity yeah. and godliness mm-hmm. and so forth and who you have around you. And so make a goal because when we have goals and you set that in stone, okay, that's five years from now. Mm-hmm. I need godly people around me. And here's the character qualities 
I want to cultivate in my daughter or son to be ready for that. That's right. And, you know, you've mentioned multiple times having people around you, but we haven't really described what the ceremony looks like. And so for us, the reason why that's important is because we actually invite these people to come and be a part of it with us. Yeah. And we invite them to speak into our kids' lives, even at the ceremony. It should go beyond the ceremony. Yeah. And we talk about that during the ceremony because we have kind of a charge for both the youth that's yeah. becoming a man or a woman, but also for the people that are there that are the witnesses and the encouragers of them. Uh, and exactly, so, yeah. But I do want to share with you in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12, this scripture hits the one. nail on the head. Really good. Let no one despise your youth. Okay, I'm going to stop right there for just a second because how many people hate the teenage years? I mean, how many parents are like, oh, I'm I'm not looking forward to the teenage years. You hear that all the time in the culture. Culture complains about every generation and certainly the teenagers. That's true. And if you've been following Isaac and I on social media for any amount of time, you know that that is not the message that we send. We absolutely love the teenage years. They're awesome. They're just as much fun as the toddler years. And we pray and hope you love them too. That's why we're doing what we're doing here. That's right. So let no one despise your youth, but be an example. So he's Mm -hmm. talking to the youth. He's saying, be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. So So this is super important. He continues. He says, till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. So it's, this is This is an exhortation, a challenge Mm -hmm. for the youth. This is a word for you guys that you have been commissioned to be an example to all believers. That would be even us. Yeah. Prove the culture wrong. Yeah. Right. And in order to do that, you're going to need support. And as if you're raising teenagers and you want them to be living the way Paul is preaching to Timothy here. Yeah then you're going to need a support team of other people who are raising their kids too to be like-minded as well so that your kids are not running the race alone. Amen? So it takes having vision Mm -hmm. and building towards it. Now, uh, we have another scripture I'll read in a second here, but I do want to mention the free Courageous Parenting Workshop. Completely free. It's about 35 minutes or so. And we're getting incredible feedback on the power of this. We give six practical steps to being a courageous parent and some incredible statistics in there that'll motivate you towards building the right legacy beyond today. Uh, And sometimes we need that, right? That motivation to get through the mundane of each day. Uh, So anyways, I encourage you to hit the link at CourageousParenting.com under this episode or any of the previous episodes Mm -hmm. and sign up for the workshop. We'd love to have you in that. But uh, back on things here. So in 1 Timothy uh, I believe it's six, six and seven. Now godliness with contentment is great gain for we brought nothing into this world and it is certain we can carry nothing out. Why is that important? Mm-hmm. Because when people are young, they become so materialistic because they haven't had that experience really in a big way of building material possessions. So it's all out in front of them, but we have to work diligently to have their focused on a kingdom-minded focus Mm -hmm. versus a worldly focus. It's not bad to have possessions. Money is a good thing. It's a valuable resource. It's great. We can be generous with it. But the love of money is the problem. And we want to make sure we're growing kids that understand what their purpose in life is and 
to go out there and make disciples and have impact. Mm -hmm. So that's really important. So that's a key part of getting them to that level of perspective by that benchmark of having a ceremony. Yeah. It's really important that your contentment is something that you are striving for with your kids. I love this word that's in first Timothy chapter six. Yeah. Um, because I think that teenagers struggle with the comparison trap. That's like the first time that they really yeah. are struggling even the most if mm -hmm. they don't have a strong identity in Christ. And even if they are growing up learning about the Lord and they start making their faith their own, the comparison trap can be such oh, a trap, absolutely. such a temptation. Instagram really fuels it, doesn't it? It can. I mean, any social media can. Um, many things can, yeah. actually. And so teaching your kids contentment, though, at the core is going to help them to be able to combat that yes. trap. Okay. And so, you know, one of the things that we also wanted to share with you guys is regarding the manhood ceremony and the womanhood ceremony is that if you haven't seen what this looks like before, if you haven't gone to one before, it's okay. Yeah. I don't know how many people yesterday and the day before were just like, Angie, is this part of your church culture? Is this something <laughs> that you've seen done before? And you know what, guys, from my perspective, I actually hadn't witnessed anything like this before. I haven't been at a biblical womanhood mm -hmm. ceremony myself. Um, and I, I would have loved to attend one if there was one, but I, I haven't even heard of any of my friends actually doing something like this for women. For women. Um, of course, you had done one for Austin a few years so, before. Yeah. I mean, my background on it is early on, I, I read a book uh, that really stimulated this idea. And another friend of mine, uh, Dave Forney, actually read the same book. And our families were connected back then. Uh, they're now missionaries in Africa. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and then I got the privilege of being part of Britain Forney's manhood ceremony uh, with leaders at their mm -hmm. church and uh, Dave. And that was awesome. And it was such a privilege to be part of that. Yeah. So I already had that goal of doing it when Austin was older and the rest of the kids. Of course, I didn't have the rest of the kids yet. Yeah. So I didn't know that. I was on a small family thinking mindset at the yeah. time. but Because you read Raising Modern Day Nights. I think like Austin must have been three or four. Just to give you guys perspective, yeah. if you have a two-year-old, three-year-old, four-year-old, this is a good message for that you That vision was instilled in me then because I'm like, ooh, and I, I knew I needed to get the right guys around me. But when I went and saw one and I saw that table, really, you know, godly mm -hmm. men, I was like, hmm, I got to keep, yeah, building, gotta keep building, building those godly men around me. And that was about a, almost a decade after you had read or maybe five years, six years after you had read Raising Modern Day Nights that yeah. you got to witness it because Britain's the same age as our oldest daughter, Kelsey. Yeah. So, but, but here's the thing. You're going to do it the way you want to do it. Totally. And so there's no exact recipe of how to do it. If you get together and you make it special. We'll talk about that. That's we're lead into it right mm -hmm. now. Actually, the second point is the importance of ceremony. There is a lack of ceremony. I mean, it's marriage and death, right? The two big ceremonies in our lives. Right. So it shouldn't be that way. There should be multiple ceremonies because why? What makes a good ceremony? It makes it memorable. It makes that signature experience. It makes it meaningful and impactful forever mm -hmm. on their life. And what you're doing? What a critical time when they're at this age a few years before they launch from your home to acknowledge the attributes in them and treat them at a new level, but not just you as parents, having the support of people in your community. That's right. Doing the same is incredible. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's interesting. So when I was um, sharing with the women that I had invited to come be a part of yeah. Megan's um, womanhood ceremony, um, I was just thinking about how some of them she babysits for. 
Yeah. Okay. So there were all different ages. There were, um, there was, um, a lovely dear sister in the Lord that's older than me. My mom was there. Um, someone who is in the same season of life as us, two that are 10 years younger than us, but yeah. 10 years older than Kelsey. Yeah. And then, um, or, cool. yeah. And then there was also Kelsey was there. Yeah. That was, uh, and she's five years older than Megan. And so there was an array of ages just to give you an idea. Yeah. Okay. And so don't be thinking that you have to have everyone that's there has got to be Titus two qualified, no. meaning they all have gray hair or whatever, you know, no, like y- having women who are in her life on a regular basis, who she has relationship with, has had those deep conversations with who she looks up to. They that's have to be people powerful. that can actually say personal things about them. Right, so they exactly. have to be in their lives. So that's important. Yeah. So let's talk about the importance of ceremony. It's got to be memorable. So that means you have to invest in it. It's usually costly. Like the venue's got to be memorable, something unique, something that maybe they've never been to before. Uh, for the manhood ceremony, we're at one of the nicest country clubs in their really nice like boardroom with beautiful stone fireplace next to it and library and just all wood overlooking a golf course. Just epic. Yeah. It was beautiful. You were really blessed. Now, some people might be even thinking, well, I don't have a budget for that. Right. And so, and I'll just share with you guys that it it really doesn't have to be extravagant. That's although true. if you can, put then as it much will into it as you it, can. Yeah, as much into it as you can makes it that special signature experience. But I will say that there is, you know, if you're listening, your kids are two or three, start putting aside $20 here and there. And then you will have enough to be able to treat the people sitting at the table and appreciate them for having influence in yeah. your kids' lives. If you feel and like a lot of times, a lot of times you get this, even a nice room like that free yeah. when you pay for the food. Now food's not cheap, but it comes as a package right. deal. So you're not but, talking yeah. about huge dollars. No. Um, so, but then you do want good food. Food brings out the best in people. And it makes it special. So that's really important. You want to time that. Uh, it's got to be. Or dessert. Or desserts. Yeah. Fancy thing. You guys had nice desserts at yours. I saw pictures <laughs> yes. of those. <laughs> uh, it's got to be meaningful. Meaning there's orchestration to it. You mm-hmm. know, there's an agenda. Um you know, people are coming prepared ahead of time. Yeah. You want to share how people come prepared? Well, yeah. I mean, you and I think did it pretty similarly. I kind of followed your outlining, your advice as Mm -hmm. to how you ran your meeting with Austin. And and like I said, we're just sharing our experience with you. You can make it whatever you want. You can even um, go on a hike if you have those kind of people in your life that love that. Out in the woods. I did one out in the woods uh, uh, with... uh, 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 a gentleman in our church and that was really cool yeah so it can look totally different so dream about it but we're just going to share with you a little bit about ours so i just messaged the women that i was inviting that had a significant um place in in megan's life and had a relationship with her that knew her yeah. and i asked them to be a part of this ceremony and asked them if they would bring a gift small gift it actually doesn't even it can be homemade some of austin's were homemade yeah. right and actually some of megan's were homemade and to to bring something that would remind the the young person of the message that they're sharing and for them to come with a message yeah uh, whether it's like five or six year um minutes long yep to 10 minutes long right yeah absolutely no so important and they give a message and give that 
token to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Austin, it was uh, tools, you know, a journal. Someone made something and etched it in wood with scripture on it. That was really special, um, Dave. One of them brought out a gold shekel from Israel, I believe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Course, that was kind of interesting. Yeah, there there have been all kinds of gifts. And it's- uh, it- A double-edged axe, Austin got. And, but it was tied into the, the message. So they yeah. spoke life into them. Yeah. What does it mean to be a godly man? And to and what have does a it sword, mean? right, yeah. What does it mean to be a godly woman? Right, and you know, those messages in those times, it, the reason why we have chosen to do it at a venue is because the event for our with our agenda takes three or four hours, but it's such a special time. Like I'm sure you guys didn't cry at yours, but us <laughs> ladies, we were like tissues out. But I mean, there's something powerful about when, for me, I kind of lost it when my oldest daughter was speaking into my younger mm, daughter's life. Special. That just was like, <gasps> okay. So, um, you know, it's just an awesome opportunity to further cultivate those purposeful relationships and to talk about embracing accountability and the power of having these witnesses here that they're speaking life into you, but they're also signing the declaration of biblical womanhood and committing to holding you accountable forever, you know, or forevermore or however long they're in community with you. And that's just powerful. So let's show them real quick the declarations. And uh, we'll show, tell you in a second how to get these. But here's Austin's, you know, manly looking. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got declaration of manhood. I will reject passivity in a scripture, uh, accept responsibility, scripture, and so forth. And then it's got code of conduct. Mm-hmm. I, Austin, Alan Tolpin, do so resolve to, of course, the ones that you'll be able to get don't say Austin on it. Yeah. Right? But all these things, signature, Austin signs, and then witnesses. Boom. Yeah. Look at these eight men. I'm one of them um, and seven other men right there. Yeah. Okay. And so that's, uh, and then you can frame it yourself. Yep. And then the biblical womanhood is similar to the manhood one, but we have verses um, that go along with womanhood, like Proverbs 31, um, when it's talking about fearing the Lord and not man, um, because the Bible says in Proverbs 31 that a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. And, yeah. and we talked a lot about what biblical womanhood looks like. A lot of times our culture thinks that biblical womanhood, even in the Christian culture, they revert to wifehood and motherhood. But there's actually a really powerful message for women mm-hmm. regarding biblical womanhood that has nothing to do with those other relationships and roles. And it's purely based upon your relationship with the Lord. And yeah. so that's what we spoke to, to Megan. And we talked about embracing accountability, pursuing biblical living, the gifts and blessings God's given her yep. code of conduct. And then again, it says, I make in grace do so resolve to bring God glory by, and then it's things like pursuing holiness, exercising grace. It's awesome. And there's a list again, witnesses up. So in first Corinthians, um, 13, 11, mm-hmm. this is a key scripture that I said at the manhood ceremony. And I think you should use, um, it's when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. And so I think that's just a powerful one. And you could even speak in your opening mm-hmm. comments about what ch- are childish things and what are, what does it mean to be a man? Mm-hmm. And I used, I literally used this as my notes. 
So that's what's cool about having this. Yeah, it's, it's, I did it's, it as well. It's uh, it's right there. It's really helpful, and it's it's neat too because then people know what they're signing, and um, and then they can go around and give their messages during the ceremony as well, um, in between eating or whatnot, and totally. then they have time for prayer. Yeah. And so it's just a really powerful time to speak purposefully into your kids' lives. And we're gonna interview our kids in just a second, but I do want to tell you how to get these. Uh, You've probably heard about this before if you've ever listened. We have the Parenting Mentor Program, the six-week self-paced online biblical parenting program that we've used for the last 18 years and seen incredible fruit from raising our eight children. So uh, we are now going to be giving, and we'll give it to everybody that's already been in the program before, these two declarations because we do speak to how to do this also in that program yeah we get into more detail in the parenting program about the importance of signature experiences and we talk about more of these kinds of ideas it's just a piece of the 10 mm-hmm. hours of curriculum that's self-paced but spread out over six weeks mm-hmm. and then there's live engagement with us in awesome community but let's yeah. hear from people that have been through it real quick hi my name is carrie foss my husband and i have three kids ages six three and one and we have our fourth on the way and i just wanted to share a little bit about our experience with the courageous parenting mentorship program what angie and isaac have done in creating this is literally phenomenal there's so many families who never take the time to take all of the knowledge that they've gained over their over their many years of parenting and make it available to people who are behind them who have younger kids and who are learning as they go. And what they have done is they have not only taken what they've learned, but they've taken what they've seen in the scriptures, what they've seen in families who have been raising their kids biblically all around them, and they've packaged it in a six-week program where you're not only able to learn from them, but you're able to search out in the scriptures yourself, see what God's word is saying in the context of parenting, and then have practical tips on how to apply it. It is awesome. It's not just these hypothetical situations, or it's not just this, here's what I think you should do. It's, let me show you where in scripture this is. Search it out for yourself. Discuss it with your spouse. Here's how to apply these different things. Here's how we've applied it, and here's how we recommend you apply it. It has been life-changing for us. It has given me a vision for not just the different things that we might focus on as parents who are trying to raise our kids biblically, like how our kids are behaving or what we're doing with discipline, but also the things of the heart, which is what we know Christ really cares about, our hearts and the hearts of our children, and how to pursue our children's heart and how to model for them the love that we have for Jesus in our parenting. It has been transformational for us. I'm so grateful that the Lord put it on their heart to invest their time in this program, in their podcast, um, and just the intentionality that they have, the wisdom that they have, and their their ability to pull out God's word and in very simple, clear to understand terms, say, this is what this looks like. This is what this has looked like for us. And this is what this could look like for you. So I highly recommend it. Definitely like one of the best things that we've done this year, one of the best investments we've made this year. And I could not recommend it more to my friends, to family, to all of you. Okay. I hope you check it out. Okay. We're back. And momentarily, our couple of our teenagers are coming in, but why don't you share a scripture with us? So in first Corinthians, 1613, it says, watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave and be strong. I love that scripture. here come our brave and strong teenagers. Hi, guys. Hey. Thanks for joining us for this podcast. Yeah, for sure. It's like your debut podcast. (laughs) (laughs) This is Austin, our son. Yes. Introduce yourself. How old are you? 16. And then this is Megan. Hi, I'm 14. 
And make sure you follow them on Instagram. You can see what they post about. That's right. <laughs> but uh, we're, we're just going to ask a few questions. Um, and first of all, uh, either of you can answer, but what did it mean to you um, to going through a manhood or a womanhood ceremony or, and, you know, how did it change relationships in your life? Well, for me, it was a very pivotal moment in my walk as a man. Um, it was a great time where the men I most looked up to and my role models and the men I most respected were able to speak into my life and give insight and wisdom on what it means to be a true biblical man. And um, it was just an amazing thing because as a 14-year-old, I was 14 as, at the time, um, being told, Austin, you are now a man is just such a powerful thing because it really mm -hmm. affirms the reality that now I'm a man and I need to walk as a man. And um, yeah, but I, after that, I feel like I had more respect and um, first name basis. I was included in more things. I was able to share in church, pray, share testimony. Mm -hmm. um, I go to the men's Bible study now. And it's just an amazing thing um, mm -hmm. to experience. So, That's yeah. so cool. No, I love that. That's awesome. How about you, Megan? Well, I loved it, first of all, all the time my mom spent on preparing it and mm -hmm. effort. It was just amazing. And I had such a great time. And like the woman there teaching me what it's like to be a biblical woman. It was so beautiful and powerful. And it made me like my bucket just filled up. Words of affirmation, yeah. quality time. Yeah, it was great. And the relationships between me and the woman I think have grown because they want to build in relationship and they want to have good conversations with me. And I want that. I've always desired that. Yeah. And I'm really excited for Sunday to talk to them. And so yeah. How special. That's really cool. What was like uh, just a, a memory from yours, Austin? Um, well, like I said, just that affirmation of being told that you're a man is such a, an, a pivotal thing. Like most people I've talked to, um, if you ask them, when did you think you became a man? They, they don't have an answer or they're like, I don't know, when I turned 18 or something like that. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was very affirming just having men that I respect tell you, Austin, you're a man now, and I look at you as a man, and I respect you as a man. It's just a powerful thing. That's cool. I like the double-edged axe you got. Oh, yeah, that was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I think even, it didn't didn't Matt Jacobson also say, like, you don't have to call me Mr. Jacobson anymore. I'm yeah. Matt now. Yeah, yeah. First like, name basis. Yeah, yeah, it's just really, it's a powerful thing where it's like, you're welcomed into the the manhood tribe, I guess. <laughs> Extra responsibility too, though, isn't there? Yes, for sure. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. about you, Megan? What was one of the highlights for you? Well, just having dinner with all of the women who are closest to me, it was just really powerful. And I loved it so much. And I'm so thankful that they can speak into my life and they are accountable f for me. And so, yeah. Yeah, that's another thing for sure. Because they have... Um, the ability to speak in my life, correct me when I'm wrong or hold me accountable whenever is needed. And that's a very important thing. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, Absolutely. What do you think about fellowship? Because that has something to do with this, doesn't it? Yeah, 
I love it. It's great because it's a smaller community, and so you have deeper mm -hmm. conversations, and you build really good relationships. Oh, you're talking about church. Oh, yeah. Yes. No, that that's fine. That's cool. <laughs> also, yeah. with like hanging out with them, like yeah. um, somebody took me to get pedicures, and that just filled me up, and I love that because yeah. she saw me as equal to her in hanging out. So. But she's like 15 years older than you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She invested in spending time with you because she loves you. Yeah. You're like a little sister to her. We yeah. really appreciate that we go to church with people that don't live in ageism, meaning mm -hmm. only spending time with people our same age. And I think that's been so fruitful for you guys yeah. to be able to spend time with people older than you. You know, it's interesting. This is bringing up a thought that I had earlier that even just like with you babysitting, right? Or mm -hmm. when Austin goes over to the guy's houses, I know that for the women, the younger women in our congregation who have little kids, um, that you babysit for, I've encouraged them that they have an awesome opportunity to model for you what biblical motherhood and womanhood looks like and to be purposeful in that as they're walking out their relationship. And and I know that you've learned so much just from being able to be a mother's yeah. helper and babysit for them, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really enjoy babysitting their kids because they're so good because they're all really good at parenting. And it's such a good example to me especially learning from them and from you. And so, yeah. Well, here's a, a scripture, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. This is also key to do in these ceremonies. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him mm -hmm. and he shall direct your paths. What a great thing to have confidence in what the Bible says about young people's path forward. When they trust in God, they can have complete confidence in their direction, mm -hmm. their decisions, their future, everything, because God's covering them uh, as long as they're pursuing God. And that's the purpose of this. The real purpose is to catalyze them forward into maturity, mm -hmm. in not, not just in their lives, but in their faith walk. Yeah. And that's exciting. so, it's so important. So it really, just to wrap a couple of thoughts up here, it really changes the way they are socializing. Right. Yeah. It kind of changed your community a bit. Right. Like yeah. you weren't any longer playing like a child or thinking like a child. Now there's this new invitation to join mm -hmm. the adult conversations. Mm -hmm. Right. When we have people over for dinner or yeah, even definitely. after church. And they spend yeah. extra time, you know, well, talking to you guys, as you mentioned. And so I think what it does is it raises the level of expectations on your kids at the right time. And don't we need that in life? Because people, all of us, think about yourself as parents. We all rise to the level of expectations expected of us. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's just unfortunately too low of expectations in the Christian community. Yeah, I think that, well, I know that from a mom's perspective, you have to let your sons grow up and let your daughters grow up. You have to be excited for them to do that and to give them respect as well. And I know that we just have, we delight in the teenage years with you guys. We love you guys so much. And um, there, it's sad to me to think that there are parents that don't look forward to the teenage years. Yeah. Isn't that, that's kind of weird, right? Like mm -hmm. to think that there are teenagers out there that hate their parents or, mm -hmm. you know, and it doesn't have to be that way. It shouldn't be that way. Well, thank you so much mm -hmm. for joining us. See you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. We wanted to quickly tell you about our six week online parenting mentor program. 
Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, Isaac and I release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you and your spouse to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. It's an incredible program where we cover everything from obedience, training, to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's an incredible community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentorship program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.